Hope on the Hard Road podcast, where you and your family can find community, find encouragement, and find hope for the road ahead. Speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so that you will all be together in this. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 With Father's Day coming up, on this episode, we're focusing on dads. I was honored to sit down and talk with Dr. Joe Farini, national speaker and co-author of Unexpected Journey and Love Always. Dr. Joe Farini shares with us his experience, wisdom, and empathy as a dad of a 40-year-old son with special needs. Let's get started. So hi, Joe. Sure glad you came out today, uh, you know, to talk about uh, the dad's perspective in this uh, raising a child uh, with special needs. And so really appreciate you being here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? Sure. Yeah, glad to do that. Well, we've been married now going to be 42 years and uh, we have three outstanding children. Uh, Joey, our special needs son, is 40 years, going to be 40 years old. Uh, we have two girls, 37, 32. Uh, we have a total of four grandchildren, two foster children. Mm. And uh, I'm a retired dentist. I practiced for 42 years. And uh, so I've been retired now about uh, two years. And, uh, you know, the, my, my world revolves around my family and uh, uh doing ministry. We do a lot of ministry things, primarily on discipleship training, leadership development training is where uh, we spend most of our time. And, uh, uh, but, you know, taking walks with my wife is one of my favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't do much more after playing sports. That's all I can do is I'm glad to walk. So, uh, but anyways, this is, uh, um, you know, we're on staff with Campus Crusade Crew, it's now called Crew. We've been on staff with them for since '89, and uh, so we uh, are, are, are grateful to have this opportunity to do ministry together, which I you know most couples don't have the chance to do, and that's why we're thrilled to be with you, Eric, and how you do ministry with your wife, Kristen, and so we're excited to be with you guys. I also appreciate that. And- um, looking at, uh, you know, kind of the history of your family and so forth like that, was there a time where you really struggled with your son's diagnosis? And if so, how did you overcome that? Yeah, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it was, it was difficult when I first got that diagnosis from the doctors that, uh, Joey had uh, cerebral palsy and that he had some mental challenges and, found out a year later that uh, he, you know, he had epilepsy as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it was, it was difficult. Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, it, uh, you know, when, when we first got married, uh, we, you know, our, our vision about what we thought life was going to be like and where we were going, where we wanted to go uh, had, had, there was nowhere, if you will, on that blueprint of, uh, of our life as we kind of mapped it out, uh, was a child of special needs. Mm-hmm. So dealing with that uh, reality uh, was at first quite, uh, quite difficult uh, for me. And, uh, but you know, God has a way of, of working in people's lives, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, it, it, it took me a while 
And, uh, but I, I just began to realize that if I'm going to be the father that Joey needs for the me, for me to be, if I'm going to be the husband that my wife Cindy needs for me to be, then I need to step up and, and I need to fulfill those roles uh, in such a way that uh, I can, if you will, kind of loosen the burden that really most of my wife was carrying at that point, mm-hmm. just to help make her load lighter. And, uh, you know, I, and I, you know, of course, being a guy, my, I thought I had the, the false perception or must false expectation that my role was to be just the breadwinner of the home, mm-hmm. you know, just to go, go get up, go to work, bring the money home. And, you know, that's it. That was my role. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, it, that there's much, much more to life than that, uh, with any with children of any type, uh, but with, especially with special needs children, uh, I just realized that uh, I needed to take my uh, engagement with my son to another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I realized that uh, my son's not going to change uh, a whole lot. He's not going to change much at all, actually, and uh, and he's never going to live up to my expectations of what I had for him. And, uh, and so if I'm going to engage with my son, I need to enter into his world and, uh, and entering into Joey's world, it, it changed over the years, but, uh, for now, I, I can honestly tell you that, uh, Joey's my best buddy. And what we do is we, we do a lot of games together. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we just did some, uh, PlayStation two, uh, football, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and so we do a lot of that. We do play a lot of Wii games together. It's amazing how good that kid is at these games. And so I'm just thankful that I can, you know, I have somebody like Joey to, to spend my life with. That's great. You know, I think one of the things is, as men in general, but all the more with uh, being a special needs father is this idea of balancing the work, right. uh, family, and and being a caregiver of somebody with uh, special needs and especially you know you had your own your your own practice um so all the more pressure i think on you can you you know talk about how you balanced all those things right well i think uh, number one uh, and this this applies to any husband uh and fathers that we need to re- recognize that you are a team player you need to be a team player mm-hmm. and uh, with your wife you, she is a critical part uh, and plays a critical role of you as a team. And the, the acronym that we often use for team, T-E-A-M, is together each accomplishes more. And, uh, and, and that's what we do. And, uh, and you know, I, I saw the, the workload my wife was carrying. And so even though I had a full workload at, at work with uh, you know, full-time practice, uh, when I came home, I, I kind of left that uh, at work mm-hmm. and, and I came home as, and, and I engaged with helping my, my wife and, and being there for my children. And so uh, what, what helped kind of bring order to all that is I, it's just clearly, I would say, both of our relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. and staying focused on him and, uh, and, and realizing that, uh, you know, Someday we're going to be leaving a legacy, mm. and uh, that legacy that that we that we're going to leave 
Uh, it begins with and is determined by the type of relationship that we have with our spouse mm. and, uh, and, and by our commitment to our marriage vows that we have. And so, I mean, that's just how kind of God wired me. I mean, I can remember just from my first day of practice walking into my office. The one thing I was thinking about was my last day at the office. <laughs> what would that look like? And, and what do I need to do to make sure that uh, the legacy that I leave is one of quality, well done work in every aspect of my life? Mm-hmm. And uh, another aspect, that, something practical, I think that uh, the men would probably appreciate is that being all that I can be for my son, for my family, for my wife, was consistent with a mission statement that we developed for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a critically important thing. I mean, if you're in business, uh, you have, uh, you know, a ministry, not a ministry statement, but whether a mission statement, you know, though you have goals set for yourself. Well, I think as, as husbands and, and fathers, we need to have goals that we set for ourselves and, and, uh, and that flows from one, our relationship with the Lord, then our relationship with our wife. So that helped me to stay focused. It helped me to, to establish boundaries and it helped me to establish priorities. And, uh, you know, priorities um, uh, are other byproducts of having a clear vision and mission of what you're being called to do in life. That's how one that's how you determine what you say yes to and what you say no to is really kind of flows through and, and it needs to be in alignment with the calling that God has given on your life. So put that all together and uh, that answers your question. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's just really good. It does. Um, you know, you talk about balance, but then also there's another aspect I think to men that, uh, you know, isn't probably developed as much as they, it should be. And that is, uh, making sure that dads um, are connecting with other men and, and not feeling isolated. So what advice would you have for that? Well, first, I want to start off by commending you, Eric, and, and just the ministry that God has given to you and and just the calling that he has on upon your life to bring men, especially men together, but especially men of, of special needs children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to be straight up with you and tell you that uh, I did not have any network of men mm-hmm. in my life that had special needs children. And uh, But what filled that void for me uh, was because of our, myself, my wife, it, we, together, we were, we were committed to a lifestyle discipleship training. Mm-hmm. And so that always brought men into my life mm-hmm. that uh, would hold me accountable uh, and uh, accountability is a, is a key component to a guy staying on track with whatever that is that he's trying to do. And, uh, and you know, that, that, that involves, you know, being a man of excellence in your workplace, but being also a husband and father of excellence as well. That's great. Yeah. And I think uh, some of this overlaps is that, uh, with a marriage, and especially one where you have a child with special needs, there's a lot of strain on it and a lot of uh, challenges. And what what advice would you have for husbands out there listening? Yeah. Uh, number one on, on this area is that you want to make marriage a priority mm-hmm. in your life. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely critical. Your family is as strong as your marriage. Mm-hmm. 
if you want to really serve your all of your children well, but especially a special needs child, if you want to serve your family well, love your wife well, and uh, and and make sure that uh, her needs are being met and that uh, you're coming alongside of her and and helping her to be all that she can be. And God's given her a calling as well. And, uh, and, and anytime we can come alongside of them and uh, help them to fulfill that calling that God has given to them, in addition to them being moms, then I think that's important. So I hope that, you know, that would be the advice I would give. A simple would be make marriage a priority in, in your life. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you have uh, two daughters that... Um you know, don't have special needs and uh, right. making them a priority uh, is part of your parenting as well. Uh, what types of things did you do mm-hmm. to make them feel included and special and, and a part of your family? Right. That's a great question. Well, I, you know, number one, we always try to be very intentional with spending time with them. And uh, I, again, that was part of what I did in my life. That was one of the things I wanted to make sure I was uh, kept accountable to, and my wife helped me to do that, uh, was to make sure that I spent time with them. And so I would I would date uh, my girls. My two other children are, are girls. And, uh, but it was uh, something that we always did as much as possible. I mean, I, I take them out to breakfast or lunch or, I mean, I'm talking McDonald's and Burger King here, right? I'm not uh, talking fancy restaurants or anything, but it was just a great opportunity for, for us to just have some really informal times of just, uh, you know, allowing them to talk and, and hear their dreams. And, mm-hmm. and unless you're spending time with them, you really don't know what's going on in their heads. You, you, you think you might, but until they start verbalizing and sharing with, with you their heart's desires, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is tough to really be all that you need to be for them as mm-hmm. well. So, so that would be a, a high list on the priority list of, of, mm-hmm. of uh, what to do with those other children, spend time with them. Yeah, that's great. You know, having a son... I know it's a challenge to have the one-on-one and he really appreciates that time. And it's, I mean, those opportunities to go out and had some of them this summer, you know, take them to a baseball game and go golfing with them. They're like gold because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden that kid is not competing with the the child with special needs. And now they have undivided attention and it's just, it's unbelievable for me and them. And it really does a lot. I know for um, supporting that relationship. So appreciate it. Um, Maybe how did some of the things that you do now um, transpire into you being a grandfather to those, um, the grandchildren and also, you know, watching your daughters have families of their own? Yeah, well, we should all start with being a grandfather and (laughs) (laughs) just skip skip the father part. No, Uh, you know, being a grandfather is just uh, an amazing, amazing thing. And uh, it's... Joey was our, our son with special needs, Joey. I mean, he was our first child. And so we had no baseline for you know, identifying what was acceptable, what his benchmark should be in terms of achieving things. And then we learned, looking back, we can see that we learned those things. But now having our grandchildren, um, I can see how, you know, at 
eight months old, you know, my grandson, thank God. I mean, he can, we can pull him up and he can sit up, you know, Mm -hmm. Joey could never do that. He could never do that. Uh, I mean, Joey didn't walk until he was, I mean, walk well until he's seven years old or eight years old. Mm. And uh, I don't think he spoke or I think he said his first, um, his first words probably around 12 or so. Mm. And, uh, and, and you'll get a kick out of this since I'm all talking to guys here, right? Uh, the, the first word, two words that he put together Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Mm. Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I mean, he, we never used that word. I found that that's a, there's a show that talks about that kind of stuff, but I guess he must've learned that from school. Mm. And, uh, and so the teacher told Cindy, you know, through laughing, uh, do you know what Joey said today? And she told him. And so Cindy, she couldn't get it out either. Uh, without laughing, and and uh, and so when Cindy told me what he said, I thought, "Way to go, buddy! Two words in a row, awesome, great, I love it." So that was good. So, anyways, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an amazing thing to um, have grandchildren, and but you know, right now Joey being forty and my grandkids, um, the youngest one, eight months, eighteen months nine and 11. I mean, I mean, Joey, they're, they're good buddies. Mm. They're all good buddies, Mm. you know, Uh, because they all love to play games. And, you know, the youngest one, the the 18 month old, you know, puts puzzles together and, and Joey and him, they're, I mean, they're literally, they're at the same level Mm. and, uh, but they're good buddies for each other Mm. as well. And uh, so that, uh, I mean, that's, that's only going to last for so long, but mm-hmm. uh, we're so thankful that uh, our girls have, our daughters have raised up their children mm-hmm. to know who Uncle Joey is. Yeah, that's great. That's it really is. Um, I know one of the challenges uh, of raising a child is this, uh, with special needs is the transition years. Uh, maybe yeah. go into some, you know, uh, some of your experiences with uh, Joey in those years. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the uh, the most difficult years uh, with Joey was puberty and adolescence. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Uh, you know, Joey having epilepsy uh, during those transition years when, you know, his hormones are just firing like crazy. I mean, that would trigger oftentimes uh, uh, grand mal seizures uh, for him. Mm-hmm. And we, we, his seizure activity was not controlled at this point. So we were really scrambling with different types of medications to help him to, uh, live life. I mean, the, I mean, one day at his number of seizures, grand mal seizures that he had was like 34 grand mal seizures or something like that. Lost track. That's in addition to many petty mal seizures. And, uh, and so those were also years that uh, uh, his health overall obviously was not very good. And there were a few times we thought we lost him mm. uh, because of uh, his seizure activity. We called 911 a few times and I had to do CPR for Joey on one occasion to just resuscitate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was, 
challenging. <laughs> it was challenging during those times, but uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, those were times where we as men, we had to step up and, and just be the man that God's called us to be, to be the husband, the father mm-hmm. that God has called us to be. And, um, and so I, I'm thankful that I had that opportunity to, to, uh, to serve him and, and my wife. Mm-hmm. take care of him but those are difficult years uh be honest with you but uh, fortunately for me uh that it would get came after uh, i received joey as a gift from god mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen right away for some folks and that's why a lot of times you know you hear the divorce rate being 85 percent mm-hmm. uh with uh, special needs children uh is because they just cannot accept the reality that this is a situation that it's a lifetime decision, you know, reality for you. And uh, that decision for me was made early on by God's grace. And so that by the time he got into puberty and adolescence, I was, I was all in <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and ready to uh, do whatever I needed to do to, to serve him. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate that. It seems like all men at some point in the journey, have to come to a point of saying, okay, how are we going to redefine this marriage? How are we going to redefine this family to support all those needs? And it sounds like, yeah, that came at an early time and you gave a bunch of wisdom to that. So appreciate that. I know that uh, yeah. involved it uh, in my my own daughter's life, but then it came to a point we had to re redo it as well because the needs are so strong and you really right. Now, I love the fact that you realize it's, it's a, it's a journey with the Lord and saying, Hey, I, are you embracing what God's given you or are you going to do things your own way? And that to make the family work, you you embrace the way God's doing with. You really do. Really do. All that. Um, And so kind of going from there, uh, looking back, maybe what's one thing you'd really want to encourage our dads with? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, number one, uh, you know, just keep in mind the importance of, uh, uh, the great commandment, right? Matthew 22, verses 37 through 39, just to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then to love others as yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that great commandment flows our ability to really love our wives well and to love our children well. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't get that right, it's going to be difficult for us to really uh, engage with other people in general, but especially our own children. So that's, that's number one, uh, that I would just want to encourage you to, as men of God, to follow after God's heart and then to recognize that, uh, when you entered into this marriage relationship with your spouse, that what you did is you entered into a covenant relationship with your spouse. Okay. And you didn't enter into a contract with your spouse. And and where many times divorce happens is where there's total confusion between, is this a contract relationship or is this a covenant relationship? All right. And and, and basically, you know, covenant relationship, it's a choice to believe that God has brought you together for his purpose Mm. to make you holy. And I think that's one of the primary purposes where God has given us marriage was to make us holy, Mm -hmm. not to make us happy, but to make us holy. 
But in a contractual relationship, the choice is that you believe that you came together to make you happy, mm-hmm. to make each other happy. And uh, that that is nowhere to be found in, in scriptures. And uh, and that we, you know, getting back to the covenant relationship, we, we need to, to recognize the importance of just receiving our spouse as a gift from God mm-hmm. uh, with all of her imperfections. She's not here in the room, but with, with all those things that uh, she might have in her life, uh, you know, she is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. So maybe also, is there something that you would uh, encourage dads to avoid? Yeah, uh, no pity parties here. Hmm. All right. I mean, uh, uh, some of the, as you know, we, we've been involved in, in marriage and family ministry for 30 years now. And uh, 20 of those years, we're on the speaker team with Family Life Ministries. And so we have spoken to thousands and thousands and thousands of people over the years. And and, and one thing I see that causes people to drift toward isolation in the marriage relationship and ultimately end end game of that journey is divorce, is selfishness. Mm -hmm. And, And there is no no place in our marriage relationships for selfishness Mm. and uh, you know you you avoid the selfishness avoid unrealistic expectations uh of your of yourself of your of your wife of your children Mm -hmm. i mean uh, you you know some of my journey and my background was really wrapped up in sports and you know, it was a it was a tough reality. You know, I mean, my game plan for my son, my what was on my blueprints was, you know, he's going to play some ball, right? And he wasn't going to play ball. Mm-hmm. No, he wasn't going to be able to do that. And so I had to get into his game plan, okay, and how God wired him. And uh, you know, exhaustion is just part of life. You know, and, and it seems that when we have special needs kids. Uh, at the end of the day, you're really tired, mm-hmm. but that is still not an excuse to to even think about quitting. There's there's no place for quitting here, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you you're a team with your spouse, and you need to stay focused on being all that you can be on that team. That's great. We'd really like to uh, share with our listeners maybe one thing uh, to help and encourage them and to bring hope on the road ahead. Well, I got to tell you, um, when I had the opportunity to speak to to husbands, specifically husbands of special needs children, uh, I'm always humbled to be able to do that. I mean, this is a a unique group of men. You are a band of brothers. You are my heroes. You're in the trenches every day at a level that most people will never understand. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and I'm always humbled by the opportunity to, to be with my fellow brothers and friends who are caretakers of special needs children. And um, so I just would want to leave with encouraging them and, and to let them know that you're not alone. You know, you're not alone. There's many of us on this journey and to stay in network with uh, as many guys that you can and, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that I remember a, a quote by uh, A.W. Tozer. I don't know if you know who A.W. Tozer is, but uh, 
he once wrote that God cannot use a man or a woman greatly until he wounded him deeply. Mm. And uh, in the bottom line on this, Eric, is that we live in a broken world. We live in a broken world of challenges and stress and trials, but we're reminded, we need to be reminded of John, Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 30, is a great reminder for us in my parting words for the man out there is, is this following with Jesus from Jesus. And it says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I mentioned before, uh, our end game in life, and as the older I get, the closer I'm getting to that end game, uh, but that end game of life is that you want to be able to multiply a godly legacy that will go on to impact future generations for Christ. Okay. And the reality is, is that our children are messengers that we'll send to a time that we're never going to see. Mm-hmm. And so what is the message that you are imparting to your children? Honors granted, especially these children may not and probably most likely will not have children. We get that. But you know what? If they have siblings, they're watching. They are watching. And it is them who, if you will, that you hand that baton of information to them to carry on the race, mm-hmm. this big relay race called life. And, uh, and, and they are the ones that will carry on uh, the legacy for you. And, and I, again, looking back now uh, over life, uh, I'm so grateful for my two girls. They're not, they're, they're, they're women. What am I talking about? I mean, they're 36 years old and 33, but uh, these are the most compassionate, loving, caring people I know. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? That happened by them watching how mom and dad took care of their brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are those are things you don't forget. And those are things you just, you just don't forget. And as I mentioned before, and I'll just say one last time, is that the type of legacy that we're going to leave, Eric, is determined by the, the type of relationship that we have with our spouse and the time that we spend with our children. Mm-hmm. And so time time goes fast. Time waits for nobody. And, uh, but we're given this incredible, incredible privilege to be dads and what a privilege that is. Joe, thank you so much for coming on today and encouraging our dads. Uh, really, really appreciate it. I know that this will prove to really support them. Good. Well, thank you, Eric. Appreciate the opportunity to be with you as always. Hey dads, we're looking forward to doing our annual Dad's Day outcome in this July. We'll be planning an evening of fun and fellowship at Petco Park. Be watching our social media pages and website for more information and signups. Resources and contact information for today's podcast will be included in the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share us with others and be sure to follow us so you won't miss an episode. 
And we'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment or rating and connect with us on social media or on our website at hopeonthehardroad.org.